Welcome. You're listening to a worship podcast from St. Matthew's Episcopal Church. St. Matt's is a neighborhood church with a worldwide community located near the St. Paul campus of the University of Minnesota. We're a community of people invited by Christ to meet him at his table, in each other, and in our neighbors. As apprentices, we practice following the way of Jesus as expressed in the Anglican tradition, in the power of the Spirit, so we can participate in God's healing of ourselves and the world. My name is Blair Pogue, and I'm the rector or lead pastor of St. Matthew's. And the sermon you'll hear in a minute is for Sunday, October 10, which at St. Matthew's is Generosity Sunday. Let's begin with a prayer. Loving God, we pray that your grace may always proceed and follow us, that we may continually be given to good works. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark, chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, 
There is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age. Houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Eugene Peterson, author of the Message Bible, once said, Pain entered into, accepted, and owned can become poetry. It's no less painful, but it's no longer ugly. The people of St. Matthew's have been through a lot of pain since 2020. We've lost loved ones, friends, and brothers and sisters in Christ. We've been sick or worried about being sick. We've been isolated and had to give up many of the things we love to do and people we love to see. We've been happy, frustrated, impatient, patient, and angry, and all in the same day. The world has changed. The cities have changed. Our lives have changed. How might God transform everything that was hard, ugly, and frightening this past year and a half into poetry? This past week, I spent three days in a hip, repurposed brick hotel in the North Loop of Minneapolis, experiencing something called the Peel Project. Peel was created in England by a group of Christian visual artists and poets concerned about teen depression and suicide. The artists wanted to find a way to get teens to stop looking at their phones. They wanted teenagers to have the experience of feeling truly seen and understood by others. They hoped participants would experience empathy for the person they were paired with, something not often seen on or evoked by social media. They were saddened by the way people curate themselves and their lives on platforms like Instagram and look to social media for validation. What later came to be known as the Peel Project began as an immersive relational experience involving teenagers meeting in a coffee shop on weeknights in London. Many evenings, the teens just listened to each other. They were given prompts like, what would you do if you were the last person on earth? And if there were only three music artists you could listen to forever, who would you choose and why? They learned more about poetry and photography and were asked to write a poem and take a photograph, capturing some aspect of the person they listened to. What emerged was powerful. 
You can learn the full story and see some of the photos and poems at peelproject.org. One of the most important developments was that teenagers were listened to and listened to others. Their struggles and pain became a source of beauty. When our pain is entered into, accepted and owned, it can become poetry. The poetry doesn't gloss over pain and suffering, but helps us make sense of it. God is the ultimate poet, because the biblical story of God and God's people helps us make sense of our lives, especially the hardest parts. God is committed to us. God cares for us. God gave everything for us. And God gives us scripture and liturgy, the poetry, the psalms, and the poetry of worship to help us understand that we are not alone. And suffering and death are not the final word. We are part of something larger than ourselves, a story of the life Jesus lived for others, his death and resurrection. We're part of the communion of saints, those who surround us today, those who cannot be here, and those who have gone before. God and the communion of saints bring us love, wisdom, and healing. Sunday is Generosity Sunday at St. Matthew's, a day to celebrate God's generosity and the incredible generosity of our faith community. Almost every time I've participated in Project Home, a ministry providing shelter and friendship to homeless children and their families, at least one guest has said, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for God. Without God, I couldn't have survived. I live in completely different circumstances, but feel the same way. I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for God. But I also wouldn't be here today, and St. Matthew's wouldn't be what it is today without you. As we've learned these past two years, a church is more than a building. It's the body of Christ brought together by the Holy Spirit to say thank you to God and to equip its members to serve as Jesus's ambassadors of love and light in the world. We live in the age of the selfie culture where it's all about me rather than we. But I'm here today to say it's about we. We live in an age when many people think they can live a meaningful life without God. But we say life without God is meaningless. We live in an age where people are highly polarized and fragmented where it's easier to see others' differences than their humanity. 
We live in an age that is quick to judgment and slow to understand, where nuance is rare. An age where people and communities are fragile and fragmented. Into our individual and collective pain and dysfunction, God speaks a word of hope. You are my beloved. Your belovedness is not dependent on your achievements, race, class, or whether or not you have a home. I created you and desire an abundant life for you in community where you can love and be loved and share your gifts freely. My love frees you to love others. The Psalms remind us that people of faith have struggled before. They, like us, have despised their enemies and felt the depths of anguish and depression. They were able to be honest before God. We can too. God's generosity and the generosity of the people of St. Matthew's got us through the first few phases of COVID-19. So many people from our faith community asked, is everyone okay? And offered to send money discreetly if anyone wasn't. You asked if the church and staff were okay repeatedly. Did we need anything? Would it be helpful if I paid my pledge early? Generous people at St. Matthew's made dozens, even hundreds of masks, baked homemade bread for whoever wanted it, delivered unasked for but needed meals, and spent hundreds of hours potting begonias and making beautiful gifts to remind all of us that we are not alone. We are part of something larger than ourselves, the community of Jesus' followers, which spans continents and the ages. Since COVID hit, the people of St. Matthew's also have grown spiritually. We faced our mortality like never before. We realized all the people and things we took for granted. The Faith Forum went deep. We talked about and tried spiritual practices that got us through some difficult days. Children engaged in faith formation at home with their parents using delivery kits. Teens explored social justice themes in the Bible. Zoom services and coffee hours were participatory. Members of our faith community sought to understand God's word for them today and shared powerful stories about their lives. So many people in our cities, country, and world are hurting right now. And the more we experience God's love and healing power, 
the more we can love others in Jesus' name. Now and in 2022, we will continue to go deeper in our quest to live as Jesus' followers by living as people of practice and reflection. Our worship and faith formation offerings will continue to focus on helping the people of St. Matthew's participate in God's life more fully. We will engage in spiritual practices, share our learnings, and come alongside local and global neighbors in need. We will do this through prayer, deep listening, offering hospitality to strangers, engaging in ongoing discernment, simplifying our lives, experimenting without fear of failure, being generous with our money, time, and gifts, and living lives of gratitude for everything God has given us. Pain entered into, accepted, and owned can become poetry. It's no less painful, but it's no longer ugly. May we, the people of St. Matthew's, both receive God's generosity and healing love and share it with an anxious, frightened, and overwhelmed world. That, my friends, is a thing of beauty. In the silence that follows, I want you to think about one part of your life that feels broken right now. How might God be working to heal it? How might God use it to heal others? Let us pray together one last time. I invite your prayers for friends, family, and those who are alone. I invite your prayers for countries, places, and people you are concerned about. I invite your prayers for those who are ill and suffering. I 
I invite you to pray for this fragile earth, our island home. I invite your thanksgivings. I invite you to pray for those who have died. Jesus Christ, you have taught us that what we do to each other, we do to you. Make us quick to help and slow to hurt, knowing that in our neighbor, it is you who receive our love or our neglect. Amen. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.